Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer with you. There's an old saying in the car business. Cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Rich Ford and Wetaskiwin committed to providing unequaled automotive excellence, resulting in completely satisfied lifetime customers. If you currently have a vehicle that you're not using enough or payments or interest rates that are too high or a vehicle you want to sell, refinance, or trade in for something different, go visit Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford or call them at one 4673 or visit BrentRidge.com. All right, to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, we re-engage every Thursday George LaRock, Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, the former heavyweight champ of the NHL. George, how you doing? Awesome, Bob. How's everything on your side? Uh, pretty good. By the way, hey, just before we get to uh, the, the Montreal Canadiens and what's going on there, you, you're from your family's from Haiti, is that correct? Yeah, they were, my mom and my dad were bo- both born there. Down there. And I know you went there after they had the earthquake. Did you see Haiti play Canada in the uh, those World Cup soccer qualifiers and the goal that the Haitian goaltender gave up? Did you see that? Of course, Bob. I, you know, soccer is my favorite sport. I haven't missed one Euro Cup game. And, yeah, uh, yeah I, I saw that too for the World Cup qualifier. And, you know, it was nil-nil after the first half. And the, the first goal that he let in after... If D-man gave him back the ball, he didn't control it, man, that I felt bad for him. I don't think that even if that didn't happen, they would have won. But right. still, it's a, it's a sad one to let, to let that one go. And that guy, so my, that goalie is from Montreal, too. He, he's from Now, he plays, I, I believe he plays in the Portuguese League, which is like the sixth or seventh best. He's, a, he's actually a pretty good goalie. It was a crazy yeah. sequence. You don't often yeah, see that, though, George. That's going to end up on the misplays of the week. So, You know what that looks like? It looks like the empty netter that Patrick Stefan had against the Oilers. Remember? Yes. Uh, years ago, he had an empty netter. He missed it. it the, the puck just flicked over his stick. And then we went back the other side, and then Enski scored uh, when it passed from Ryan Smith to tie it up. Now, were you on the bench for that one? Oh, yes. I had the premier. 
I, I, have all, I pretty much have premium seats for all the awesome plays that we've done like this. <laughs> hey, at, at least you're on the bench instead of up in the press box, buddy. As, <laughs> as a guy who lacked that uh, ability to have played a, a minute in the NHL, let alone uh, uh, as many games as you did. Uh, what, t- take us through that just for a second here, just as an aside. On that, like, were you guys looking at each other like, did that just happen? Like, you know, first of all, he misses the wide open net. Then uh, was it Stoll who who got the puck up to Hemsky on a long stretch pass, and you guys go back in the other way? It's, what were you guys thinking on the bench? Well, I remember before that, uh, Maxi was so mad. We we're supposed to get backskated. He was so mad. We're gonna lose the game, and then where well, we tied it up, it was like it was crazy. Like when the guy goes, you never think he's gonna miss the nuts, right? And we go around and we scored. The only fast things, and that we lost in overtime. Yeah. But still, you, you get the point. point and stuff against Dallas. It was it was surreal. I never seen. It's like, actually, you know what? There was even a crazier finish than that. Remember the years what when losing to uh, Phoenix was very bad. You remember that time with Tongs? We're losing to Phoenix. There was like two seconds left in the game. We had a face off in their zone and we scored. That was that was in, that, that was actually in Phoenix. I remember that there was two point three seconds left off the face off and we scored to tie it up so that also was an also crazy sequence it's, it's funny how things work out all right uh let's get well you know what hey you talked about the the euro for a second there was a moment today man belgium is good eh george they were they were uh playing denmark denmark had lost christian erickson their best player uh with the heart issue on the pitch uh you know they had to jump start him there it was a really scary thing but that, a nice moment in today's game as erickson continues to uh to recover uh, Belgium, George. Belgium's got a really good team, don't they? Well, you, you know, you know, Bob. It, it's crazy because, the, the, like, Denmark was dominating. They were up one nothing, yeah. and we were like, "What is going on?" Like, that didn't make sense. Yeah, the fans, everybody's on was on their side, but without Ericsson, you're like, "Are they really going to do this?" And then at halftime, they put Kevin De Bruyne uh, like uh, back because right. that guy broke his face in the Champions League, as you know, right? Yeah. So he goes in to help his team, and then what does he do? He does what he does. He scored, helped his team get back. And, yeah, Belgium is okay. But the defense are old. Man, forget it. France already won the trophy, Bob. France. My, France, my, well, I... my team is France. I've always been with France. It's done. The tournament is over. They already won. They already sure. engraved their name on the Euro Cup. George, I can remember watching the 82 World Cup. I was 16, and France lost to West Germany. Uh, that's how far back it was. They were West Germany there, and there was a, a, a striker for France that on a through ball played through, and the Germans had a goalie named Schumacher, and he hit the French guy harder than you hit Jeff Cowan. He hit yeah, that. I remember that. He hit the Fra- He hit that guy from France harder than you hit me out at uh, out at yeah. uh, right back. Like he just. But France had Michel Platini, who maybe next to Maradona. You know, in the well, in the early 1980s, Platini, France won. They didn't win in '82. Italy won in '82, the World Cup. But France won the Euro in 1984 with Platini. Platini scored nine goals. Like he was a great player. Turned out to be maybe not the most uh, noble of guys when it came to taking bribes and that sort of thing, because he got into trouble later in life. But so you like France? They're they're super deep. Why does England never win? Man, that team always shows, man. Look at. 
the talent of that team now, Sancho, Foden, Harry Kane, Rashford, they have everything on that team. And you know they're going to choke again this year. They always do. They always, like, listen to this. The last World Cup, right? I was watching, like, the semifinal between them and Croatia with all my friends that were cheering for England. And I was like, well, France is going to play England in the final. They choke against Croatia. And I was like, are you kidding me? I remember I was in a bar that was all England fan. They were crying after. And I was like, oh, man, you guys just give us the easiest World Cup final ever. I couldn't believe that they lost to it. So, yeah, they have great talent on papers. England, really good team. But you know what? They're going to choke again. They're not going to. They're not going to go far. Well, France is really good. I mean, they, I remember when they won in 98 with Zinedine Zidane. They should have won in 06, except, you know, the Italian guy chirped Zidane and he headbutted him. Yeah. And George, George at Le Cristel in Montreal in 2009, Zinedine Zidane walked right past me. It was a draft was in Montreal that year, the NHL draft. He was literally two feet away from me, and he looked at me, and I looked at him, and I nodded, and he nodded, and that's it. And I was like... You know what? He could be. He was a heck of a. I mean, was now was he your favorite French player of all time? Yes, Zidane? Was. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was. He was incredible. Like his ball control, the way that he was. Him and Thierry Henry, I love them both. I have all their jerseys and stuff. They were incredible, man. I, and I love these guys and stuff. Now it's Mbappe, my favorite player. Yeah. He's incredible. Mbappe, he so fa- fast. So, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's a, is he the Conor McDavid of the? No, uh, for sure. yeah, 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 by far, not even close. Not even close. And did you see that goal that that, that, that got called offside that he, he did yes. against the German with his TDs yeah. in front of him? Yeah. Even they do, even though they disallowed it, you know, like we're gonna be disallowed. But did you see how he how he dribbled the ball and how he scored? Man, he, he's in, that player is incredible, man. All right, George. Uh, this text comes into us from D. He says, uh, "Bob, tell George Larocque, England is to soccer what the Toronto Maple Leafs are to hockey." That's well, true. That's, you I know, agree. It, you know, England won the World Cup in 1966. They've not won a major international tournament since then. The Leafs won the Stanley Cup in 1967. You're in Montreal. After game one, were there fans coming off the bandwagon? Or because of what the Canadians did against the Leafs, is there a sense of belief that they can come back against anybody, including Vegas? Well, listen, they, people got off the bandwagon after game one, Bob, because of the way that Montreal lost. Montreal, when they lost 4-1 to Vegas, the first game, what happened is that without price, it would have been 7-8-1. So people were, like, realizing, they're like, oh, is that what it is, playing against another division? So people were kind of like, oh, well, you know, like, they weren't so sure, you know, because it was like, it looked, things looked pretty rough, pretty tough. But, you know, Bob, there's some things that are going on with Montreal. When you're talking about, you know, something like the, the stars are aligned or something, every playoff round, there's a tragedy that happened to the other centermen. The first series against Toronto, Tavares, second best centerman in Toronto. The series to the Jets, best centerman, Shifley, out. Montreal wins. And now, yesterday, when we were wondering if Pichu was going to play, we find out that Stevenson is not playing. Right. Their first center. So because he wasn't playing, they take Nicolas Roy, Nicolas Roy, that is a third-line center, to go top center and never click with Pacioretty and Stone, and then they put him second and then to the third line. They, even though they're not, they don't have much depth at center, they shuffled with their center line, and it was tough, man. They didn't know what to do, and it didn't work. And while they were getting that adjustment, Montreal jumped on the gun, 
And then right off the bat, as you saw, they started to, to put goals in the net. They started taking full advantage of it. And then we were like, oh, my God, like, Vegas, are they going to be able to recover from it? And that's what's crazy about it is that now everybody thinks that now Montreal has a chance because Stevenson might not be playing. And now people are like, man, this is, this is something that, that the, like, the old forum ghost are helping out the Canadians because now people are fully believing on the team. They're going to play in front of 3,500 fans, a thousand more than the last home game. And now the fans are going to be so loud and it's going to be crazy, man, in Montreal. We can't, no one can believe what's going on right now and stuff. And with Fleury, like, there's so much pressure on him to try to beat Price that now, like, how he's going to respond, like, in Montreal with the crowd on him, man, it's going to be amazing. This series now, now I can say that we have a series. I When I talked to you, I thought that Montreal was going to lose in five, but now with the loss of Stevenson, I'm not so sure. George, is Jeff Petrie becoming a cult hero in Montreal? I mean, the, the Oilers traded him. Uh, Craig Matavich was the GM at that time. Uh, he moved him to the Canadians for a couple picks. The Oilers weren't sure what to pay him. It couldn't have worked out better for Montreal. And we saw his impact last night. The guy played 20. I mean, at the end of the first period, the Canadians had 85% of the shots attempted on goal in the game with him on the ice. He's a huge difference maker for that team, isn't he? Man, I, I, I wish it was it was in Edmonton right now. Man, that guy is a gamer. He's unreal. You know, Bergevin's going to win the GM of the year. You know that, right? There's no question. Yes. Because I the said, vote I was, said, yeah. Because He's, the vote was done after the second round of the playoffs, so they take that into consideration. With the acquisition of Toffoli, first leader uh, uh, on the team, you know, you know, you look at Anderson, you look at Edmondson, one of the best plus minus in the league, you look at... Uh, Jake Allen, without him, Montreal don't make the playoffs. But now, when you talk about Petrie, remember that this summer they gave him an extension. And that extension was awesome because he didn't test the market. He gave him a killer deal. Any team in the league would take Petrie with that contract. Because we thought that we might lose Petrie because if he tested the market, he could have had way more. And because of the job Bergevin did with all those players and Petrie, that's why Spears voted for him as one of the two candidates, and hands down, he's going to win the GM of the year. And P3 right now is the number one defenseman on the Montreal Canadiens. Like, there's no doubt about it and stuff. And, and it's just the way that he's moving the puck and he's carrying the puck and how reliable that he is defensively also, it, it's just been incredible. I remember um, Matty used to be all over him when he played in Edmonton. Obviously, he was not you know, as reliable when he was there back then. But yeah. now in Montreal, he's a solid number one defenseman. George, defensemen need 300 games. they got to play 300 games before you know what you got. And that Petrie, makes sense. Right? Petrie put his time in, and that's kind of how it worked. All right, George, on today's show here in Edmonton, we discussed... Uh, I mentioned to, you know, the, the orders of their pro scouting meetings going on right now. Some of the analytics people out there... Uh, people looking at the Oilers, the, and the Oilers could have as much as $30 million in cap space if they got creative. Uh, and I'm not including re-signing Nugent Hopkins or uh, Adam Larson yet in that money if they were theoretically to move out Zach Cassian. Uh, I, I personally believe there'd be teams in the Eastern Conference interested in Cassian, especially teams that got to play against Tom Wilson. He's, you yeah. know, he's had a quiet last two seasons in Edmonton. I'm not saying you do it. I'm just saying there's teams out there that would have interest in Zach. Given the makeup of the Oilers team, would you trade Zach Cassian if you were the Edmonton Oilers? 
Oh man, for sure. I would trade Zach Acklin. I would sign a wicked free up James Neal contract too. Well, uh, that's you know, that's that's an easier move because you're all you're doing is buying them out, right? Whereas exactly, Cass, exactly. Cassian, you got to fill sit, but you do have to replace what Cassian brings, do you not, George? Yes, you do. But the thing is, is that you know, bringing physical guy like that and stuff, it's not they're not that expensive. Like if you want to bring a guy that brings some physical mess and they could play in a fourth line. Look at Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves brings a dimension to Vegas that is unreal. He makes one point one. How much he makes? Two million this year? No, one point two. Million, I, th- I think 1. he's 2. like one one two five. Let me check. I'll check for you. Keep going though. On yeah, Ryan yeah. So, 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 yeah. So, anyway, he's a fourth liner. He knows his role. But the thing is, he brings a dimension to this team. That I remember, Marshall even said it once. He said because Marshall is a pretty chippy, chippy player that he chirps all the time. And one time he said that, you know what, I could do anything I want because Ryan Reeves is there and we know he has our back. So, you know, it gets those guys taller, but you don't need a, a guy like like a guy like Cassian that is not producing that much anymore. You don't need to. It's too much money uh, for the role that he's had and stuff. And he did some, like, he had a really good year in Edmonton and stuff. And thankfully it was the year that he had to sign after. But, but still, I think that right now, the Oilers, they need to free up as much money as they can with the guys that were underperforming because there's many roster moves that they need to do, uh, and, and it starts with finding a number one goalie. Because every year we talk about this, Bob, we always talk about that position, and again, we cannot go with those two goals. you got to buy out Koskinen again. You can't keep him. You want to keep Smith? That's fine. As a backup, that's it. We helped the others making the playoff this year, but he's too old, man, to be the number one goalie. you got to look for the future guys that could be in the core of this team for a long time and a good goalie. So the guys, when a good, 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 a bad goal goes in, they don't look again at each other and be like, here we go again. It's so important. Like, look this year, how important goalies were. Look right now. If you look at the, uh, the two semifinals, Stanley Cup final, three are the four. Like, first of all, all the four goalies are first-round picks, and two yeah. of the four goalies were, like, in, in nomination for Vizina. Like, the Vizina Cup winners, all of them, like, they're, they're amazing. So it shows you that goaltending is still important in the NHL today. And, yes, you don't want to spend all your money and nets and stuff. You need to have a good defense. But if you have missing, like, missing piece in defense and you don't have a good goalie, you have no chance of going far in the playoffs. George, Ryan Reeves, I stand corrected. He makes $1.75 million. I thought he was as low as $1.25. He's got another year left at $1.75 million. No question, he's an intimidating presence. we got a lot of people that are saying Italy is going to be a threat to win the Euro. You're going to go with France. I wouldn't bet against France, George. Thank you again for doing the show. Anytime, brother. There you go. Uh, this texture says, George is right on in terms of targeting an upgrade in goal. Um Uh, this text comes in saying, Bob, good for Jeff Petrie for having success in Montreal, but that's not repeat the Oilers' uh, history of the past. Nurse at the same age and years in the NHL as what was Petrie when he was with the Oilers, analytically and impacted way further along in development. The drunks in the backseat need to shut up about trading him. Well, I, no one is suggesting trading Darnell Nurse. Darnell Nurse is going to be... Uh, Jar- Darnell Nurse is going to be a critical part of the Oilers' uh, future. There's no question about that. And he's going to get a big deal. Uh, 
possibly eight times eight. I could see that happening. I mean, he's a top-flight NHL defenseman now, and he's continued to progress. And I, I can sense by the amount of people that no longer sit there and make stupid comments about Nurse and, oh, he's not even a good second-pairing defenseman that they've come around on that as well. Uh, by the way, he led the NHL in even-strength goals by defensemen during the regular season, second in even-strength points. Uh, he was, I think, fifth in plus-minus overall and fourth in time and ice overall in the National Hockey League. Bob, if Sebastian Coast is still available at to the time the orders draft, do they take him? I would. I can't. I don't know what the orders are thinking, uh, but I would be taking him, and he'd be right here the whole time uh, for the orders to continue to evaluate him. All right, we need to take care of a little bit of business. We'll tell you, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu and a list. There are 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean Chicken. To this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel. This September, travel a private WestJet charter flight to Whistler and play four spectacular mountain courses. Details at newwesttravel.com. Back of the 630 Jet Studios, this was one of my favorite games in Edmonton Oilers history. Here's Brendan Escott. 2006, the Oilers pummeled the Hurricanes 4-0 in Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Final in front of an electric Rexall Place crowd. Fernando Pisani's game-winning goal came just a minute 45 into the first period on the power play. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Experience a great golf holiday to Whistler in September on a private jet. Play four spectacular mountain courses. Details at newwesttravel.com. That's right. We're getting back and up, up and after. All right. Uh, tonight, game three between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders from Nassau Coliseum. That will follow the 6 o'clock news on 630 Chad. So Reed Wilkins Inside Sports preempted so we can give you ongoing coverage of the Stanley Cup semifinals. Tomorrow, and Monday, Brendan Escott will be hosting the show. Tomorrow's show will feature Elliot Freeman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Cree Resort and Casino, Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, and Jack Michaels from 630 Chad and Sportsnet, uh, one of the others too. Uh, radio voices and their regional television play-by-play voice as well. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jalen and I. Have a terrific Thursday. Brendan Escott will have you Friday and Monday. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chet.